0: Here we go. i want to get get into some of this stuff here this morning. Okay. Um, I want to go to the book of Hebrews. This is interesting. If you watch this, uh, Hebrews, of course, that means like the Hebrew children. This book, no matter who the author is, okay, we're not going to get into that because you, we don't even, the key, like I said, in reading is read. So let's go to the, the living Bible here and we'll go to uh, the book of Hebrews. First, I'm, I'm going to show you where it is. It's in the New Testament here, H-E-B right there. And so... Uh, we have all this history and stuff, our old, you know, the Old Testament stuff, and then you come down here. Here's your New Testament starts here in Matthew, which is a new set of history that just about the life of Jesus. And when you read the book of Acts, you, uh, Paul has three journeys toward the end, starting about the tenth chapter when he gets saved. He goes all around the known world, whatever, which is just you know Rome, Italy, and uh, Turkey, and Macedonia, and whatever, and all the way back to Jerusalem. He does it three times. Okay. All the places he went, that's where these books were written to. These churches cropped up. Okay. And then, of course, as you know, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, that's the same guy that wrote the book of John, John three sixteen, one one of the disciples. He wrote that one. And then ultimately, right there, that's Revelation, the cursors right there. John wrote the book of Revelation right there. Uh, I was just so tickled to listen to that. Uh, it was the Blues Brothers. And I'm proud of them because I know where they're coming from uh, Saturday Night Live group years and years ago, and I've I've even watched—I've watched all of them. When they make a movie, there's a lot of references to Jesus in there. That's because that was part of their heritage. Well, the Blues Brothers—they have a doggone church service. It's so funny. John the Revelator—they're singing that song, and boy, they're pounding it. John the Revelator—who said it? John the Revelator. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I got it. I know John the Revelator. Praise the Lord. So look at this book called Hebrews, just a moment. Yeah, what's this in, in the book of Hebrews? And what's, what's amazing here is in the book of Hebrews, if you, you know, I know the Bible overwhelmed me as a kid. I thought I'm never going to read that. That's oh, no pictures, whatever. But once you start getting a hunger and thirst, you do. And you're like, wow, it's the history. That's I love the Living Bible. It gets us right to the to the. Uh, it's not a retranslation. No, you go, if you compare the Living Bible to your King James, you go verse by verse by verse. You'll go, yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> exactly. Here we go. Hebrews one, verse one. Long ago, God spoke in many different ways to our fathers through the prophets. It makes sense. In visions, dreams, even face to face. That was Moses. Remember that, telling them little by little about his plans. But now in these last days. He's spoken unto us through his Son, whom he has given everything and through uh, whom he made the world and everything there is. That's exactly what the Gospel of John says. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God, the Word being Jesus there. So God's Son shines out with God's glory and all that God's Son is marks him as God. See, that Jesus was God. Remember, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He regulates the universe by the mighty power of his command. The King James says he upholds all things by the power of his word. Okay, He is the one, look at this, he is the one who died to cleanse us and clear our record of all sin. And then sat down at the highest honor besides the great God of heaven. Thus he became far greater than the angels as proved by the fact his name is son of God which was passed on to him from his father, is far greater than the names and titles of the other angels. we got two other angels in the scriptures, Michael and Gabriel, that are mentioned. They have names. They're not numbers. He names the stars, so why wouldn't he name his angels? God never said to any angel, you are my son. Now, before we go any further, you notice how, whoops, if I'm not believing in angels, I better bump it up a notch because they are there thousands and thousands is not the real it's, it's trillions and trillions remember when Peter pulled the sword out when Jesus was getting arrested by the high priest and all that bunch with clubs at night Peter pulled the sword out and Jesus tells him he says don't you not think that I could not ask my father right now and he'd give me more than 12 he said legions King James legions that's like it's anyway it's thousands it's like 12,000 angels Jesus you don't believe in angels are you kidding? Oh my gosh. Remember one time in the Old Testament there was a story, and one of the prophets was fixing to get it was Elijah, it was Elijah it's not Jah, it was Shah, yeah. And uh, the Syrian army was coming to get him. And anyway, Elijah wasn't worried. He his comment was, There's more that be with us that be with them. And he said, Lord, open my helper's eyes so he can see. He didn't say, hey, have the angels show up. He said, open your eyes. Because they were surrounded by the army that was coming to get them. Dinky compared to what the scripture tells us what happened. So anyway, when his eyes were opened, he saw the chariots of fire on the mountains all around. And don't you kid yourself. Those same chariots are around you and I. That's reading It's so important that we don't get discouraged. It's like, they, they, they're like going, man, I can't believe they just don't believe in us. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> Whatever. Let's keep rolling. He said, boy, so, so now we know Jesus was given a name, none of these other angels. So another time when he calls the firstborn son, when the firstborn son came to earth. Now think about this. God said, let all the angels of God worship him. We know when that happened. That was the birth of Jesus. Okay. God speaks of his angels as messengers, swift as the wind. Oh my gosh. And he's going to tell you why. Now remember, he's talking about Jesus, but a whole lot of things we catch here. They're swift for what? They're for us. Servants made of flaming fire. But of his son, he says, your kingdom will last forever and ever. Its commands are always just and right. You love right. You hate wrong. So God, even your God, has poured out more gladness upon you than anyone else. The King James says the oil of gladness. Sounds the same. God also called him Lord when he said Lord in the beginning. So you see what's happening here? The writer's showing the scripture saying, Jesus is the Messiah. He keeps making reference to him. He called him Lord when he said, Lord, in the beginning, oh, here's all that fairy tale. No, it's not a fairy tale. You made the earth and the heavens and all the work of your hands. Now, remember, no matter what they tell you, science is on your side. It's already the evidence. We're Both, both groups are looking at the evidence and they're going, well, it's the big bank. Uh, it had to happen somewhere. And then, of course, we're over here going, no, you can call it a Big Bang if you want to. But God made it all in six days. That's the reason you don't see anything transient. There's trees or trees, bees or bees. They'll claim millions and millions of years, but it's not. Even if it's millions and millions of years, I mean, from what they say, how come it didn't change? It's still an oak leaf. It's amazing. That oak leaf has been an oak leaf that they're claiming it's in uh, 200 or 1.2 million year old rock. You know the story. This is the truth. Encyclopedia Britannica has mentioned this. They call it circular logic. They say, well, how old is that dinosaur bone? Well, it's in an old rock. So that rock is, let me look. The rock is 2 point something million years old. Whatever. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. How old is that rock? Well, the rock has an old bone in it. And the bone is, see, it's circular. They're just doing it. There's no proof to that. Anyway, so, Whoa. This guy we call Jesus, he says what? In the beginning you made the earth and the heaven, and they're all the work of your hands. They will disappear into nothingness one day, but you will remain forever. They will become worn out like old clothes. This is in the book of Psalms. And someday you will fold them up and replace them, but you yourself will never change. Your years will never end. And thank God we're in on that too. Here we go. And did God ever say to an angel as he does his son, sit here and honor beside me until I crush your enemies? Boy, no. No. Look at this verse in 14. This is the end of that first chapter. No. The angels are only spirit messengers. Look at this. Sent out. That's why I found that part yesterday. Sent out to help and care for those who are to receive his salvation. Remember the angels, the Bible says the angels rejoice over one sinner that repents. Man, they are happy for us. Now, remember, you don't stop. We were, you were actually, if I didn't interfere, yeah, I'm just teaching, whatever, preaching, whatever. So, But we would just read this through. So we must listen very carefully to the truths we've heard or else we'll drift away. Yeah, wouldn't that be, that's right. For since the messages from angels have always proved true and people have always been punished for disobeying them. That's the stories in the Old Testament. Uh, What makes us think we're going to escape if we're indifferent to this salvation announced by the Lord Jesus himself and passed on to us from those who heard him? Because remember, Jesus has been here and he said, hey, look, like we were talking about, he said, don't worry about tomorrow. He said, you need to be like the birds. They don't worry. Uh, Jesus, you don't know what you're talking about. I got to have something else besides just, you know, they, they treat the things of Jesus as though it's denial. Remember, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things be added. But we can run around like our hair is pulled out. Now watch this. Okay, so how do you think we're going to escape if we don't pay attention to Jesus? God always has shown us that these messages are true. Look at this. By signs and wonders and various miracles. By giving certain abilities from the Holy Spirit to those who believe. Yes, God's assigned such gifts to each of us. In other words, it's like, okay, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, If you get snake bit like Paul or you get spider bit or whatever, you're going to be fine. Throw that thing off. Go to the doctor if you need to. But I'm just telling you, you should expect this. He's going to confirm it. Anyway, and the future world we're talking about will not be controlled by angels. No, in the book of Psalms, there's David. He never existed, did he? Oh, yeah, he did. David says, what is mere man that you're so concerned about him? This is actually Psalm 8. Who is this son of man that you so highly honor? For though you made him lower than the angels, remember he was born of Mary and Joseph, For a little while now you've crowned him with glory and honor and you've put him in complete charge of everything there is that's the reason we say jesus is lord yeah nothing is left out hey we have not yet seen all this take place but we do see jesus who is for a little while was lower than the angels now he's crowned by god with glory and honor because he suffered death for us yes because of god's greatness look at that Jesus tasted death, oh my gosh, look at that, for everyone in the world. And it was right and proper that God, who made everything for his own glory, should allow Jesus to suffer for in doing this, look at this, look at that. I, only, I thought there was just a few. Now, Jesus did say the gates narrow and whatever and few there be that find it. But then he also said there will be many that sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at this table. But look at that phrase. For in doing this is when he died, in doing this he was bringing vast multitudes of God's people to heaven. And we're going. They'll be singing amazing grace. You will too. Look at this. For his suffering, look at that. His suffering made Jesus a perfect leader, one fit to bring them into their salvation. We who have been made holy by Jesus. See, you can't earn that. We can respond to it, but don't try to earn it. He made you holy. Now have the same father he has. Remember he says, don't call anybody on earth father. You have one father, Jesus said. Yeah, but I can't call him father because he's your father. Jesus said, call him father. Remember the Lord's prayer? Pray this way. Our father, which aren't... Anyway, that's why Jesus, look at that. He's not ashamed to call us his brothers. Now, wouldn't that help you go to sleep at night? Jesus thinks I'm his brother. Mm -hmm. For he says in the book of Psalms, here's the proof. I will talk to my brothers about God, my Father, and together we'll sing his praises. Remember Jesus, before he got crucified, they sang a hymn and they went out and, I mean, gosh, you'd think Jesus would be like, look, y'all leave me alone. Man, tonight's going to be the worst night of my life. Nope. It's not the way he acted. He says, for I said in the book of Psalms, I will talk to my brothers about God and together we'll sing his praises. Another time, he says, I'll put my trust in God along with my brothers. And still another time, see, here I am with the children God has given me, gave me. Since we, God's children, this is a very powerful verse in the King James Version. Since we, God's children, are human beings, made of flesh and blood. King James says, likewise, he took part of the same. Oh, that's that's the same thing. Since we're human, made of flesh and blood, he became flesh and blood too. Yeah, he did. By being born in human form. For only as a human could he die, and in dying, break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. Praise the Lord. So now we know why Jesus was born. That's the only way he could break the power of death. He didn't say, well, I'm going to teach you how to do it. No, he had to do it for us. Look at this. This is so amazing. Only in that way could he deliver those who through fear of death. Remember talking about Dominique? You get real and start thinking about death. Oh, God. And it'll paralyze you the rest of your life. Only in that way could he deliver those who through fear of death have been living all their lives as slaves to constant dread. Thank God. That dread's over with for you and I. We believe Jesus. Look at that powerful verse. And he says, we know he didn't come as an angel. But as a human being, man, he came came just like Phil, just like me, just like Laura, just like Janet. Yes, a Jew. And it was necessary to be Jesus like his brothers. Here's why. Look at this. Remember the stories about high priest? Here it is. So that he could be a merciful and faithful high priest before God. A priest who would be both merciful to us and faithful to God in dealing with the sins of the people. Well, there shouldn't be no sins because after all, you know, nah, we're going to blow it. We don't want to, but we're going to blow it. Anyway. For since he has now been through suffering, those he died and tempted. He knows what it's like when we're suffering, when we suffer and are tempted. And he's, look at that, wonderfully able to help, no doubt. Boy, when we start giving him credit, and that's the end of chapter 2. When we start giving him credit for saying he can help us. Now remember, he's not talking about just going to heaven. Here we go, look at this. This is the third chapter. He said, so therefore, dear brothers. Whom God has set apart for himself. You, look at this. You who are chosen for heaven. Praise God. I'm going. Yeah. I want you to think about this Jesus who is God's messenger and high priest of our faith. So we, I have a high priest. I don't even have to be a Catholic. i got a high priest. For Jesus was faithful to God who appointed him high priest. Just as Moses. Hey, here's some stories about me. Yeah. Just as Moses was faithfully served in God's house, but Jesus has far more glory than Moses. Just as a man who builds a fine house gets more praise than, the house, than his house does, for many people can build houses. Now think of houses in a minute because he's fixing to pull, the, pull something together about that. No, the key word seems to be houses. Okay, Moses did a pretty good job, of course. But look at this. But only God made everything. Okay? Well, Moses did a fine job working in God's house, but he was only a servant. And his work, look at this. This is so true. Remember the tabernacle, the angels over the mercy seat and all this kind of stuff. Do it this way. Don't do it that way. Have the light in there. Have the bread in there. Do burn the incense. And don't you dare go in there but once a year. and All the things that would happen if, oh, my goodness, if it didn't work. If they didn't do it. Okay. Uh, his work was to illustrate and to suggest those things that would happen later on. Oh, yeah. Remember, Jesus said when Mary grabbed him after his resurrected, she grabbed him and he said, don't handle me. I've not yet ascended to my father and your father. But then five or six verses later, he tells the disciples, handle me, a spirit hath not flesh and bone as you see me. He must have gone. He did, but he still had time to let her flip out over his resurrection. Praise God. Anyway, here we go. Okay, but Christ, God's faithful son, is in complete charge of, look at this, God's house. I wish we, no, whoa, whoa. who's the house? And we Christians are God's house. He didn't say church. Because we can start thinking, well, I didn't go last Sunday, so I wasn't in God's house. Boy, you're the temple, remember that, <laughs> Kenny Chesney sings a good song. I love it. You know, it's called Running Fast Forward. That's <laughs> really funny. But the first verse, it says, uh, "My our body's the temple." That's what they say. <laughs> but he says, "I've been treating it like a bad saloon or something." <laughs> I know that's a good verse. He just helped everybody because they're like, "I remember that preacher." Yeah, I remember that. What? Well, Ch- Kenny preached that to you? Yeah. <laughs> He's saying "I got to slow down." <laughs> he says, "I'm running in fast forward." <laughs> Yeah, good song. At least he acknowledges. Okay, here we go. So anyway, uh, uh, okay, but Christ, God's faithful son, is in complete charge of God's house and we Christians are God's house. Look at that. He lives in us. Greater is he that sent us. There's a picture of it. Revelation 3. John knew it. He said, hey, you standing outside your door, your, uh, your heart. Look at this here. Oh, if we keep up our courage firm to the end. Notice he, didn't say, he didn't say, he did not say this. If we quit sinning. No. Keep your courage firm to the end. Look at this. And our joy and our trust in the Lord. The Lord's going to help you with your sinning. He, he is. You're not going to be able to conquer it by yourself anyway. Doesn't give anybody a license to sin. You know the difference. You don't want to sin. But you're probably going to blow it. That's the reason we got we to... Put it this way. John wrote... Remember? One, John 3.16. John wrote... One of those books before Revelation, he says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Anyway, and since Christ is so much superior, the Holy Spirit warns us. Now watch this. To be careful to hear his voice today. Oh yeah? And not let our hearts become set against him. Here's history as the people of Israel did. They steeled themselves against his love and they complained about him in the fairy tale. No! In the desert while he was testing them. Remember he put manna out. And he said get it before noon or whatever. Don't get me more. That's all you need. And they would go out. The, they would, and they would save it overnight. He said I told them don't do this. Because it turned into maggots. That it will be, isn't it so wonderful to know that God will be there tomorrow. That manna story is so great. You know, that manna lasted all the way, 40 years, until they got in the promised land. As soon as they got in the promised land, remember, they were, they were kicking the bad guys' tails out of there. And they all had these houses and homes and farms. Hey, well, we got turnips are due right now. <laughs> Whoa, the manna quit because they had all that good stuff. And the 40 years was their fault. Here's the story about it. And remember, this is to you and I today. And it wasn't like, you know, well, it was. it's daily care. Here we go. Uh, Love that word today. Don't let your hearts get set against him as the people of Israel did. They steel themselves against his love and they complained against him in the desert when he was testing them. But God was patient with them for 40 years, though they tried his patience sorely. Boy, I say, man. He kept right on, look at that, doing his mighty miracles for them to see. Oh, wait a minute. Go back and read the story. That's why we got to read it. Water tasted lousy. Boom. He made it nice. Did you ever read the part where they were at, it was called, 70, yeah, 70 palm trees? What's all that about? Man, they were like at Gulf Shores. It was beautiful wherever they were at. Okay, but God says, I was very angry with them for their hearts, look at this, were always looking somewhere else instead of up to me, and they never found, isn't that something? Remember what they were actually doing? They were worshiping other gods. They never found the paths I wanted them to follow. Then God, full of his anger against them, bound himself with an oath that he would... I mean, he did. He even put Moses in this oath. You ain't going in. (laughs) Moses ticked him off too. God told Moses toward the end, he said, uh, speak to that rock. Now, 40 years earlier, he said, hit it with your staff. And this last time... He told Moses to speak to it, and Moses got real mad. He says, you stiff-necked bozos, do I have to hit this rock to make it work? And he went, oh, bam. And, of course, water came out, and the Lord said, I didn't tell you to do that. I told you to speak to it. God still loved Moses. God still loved all these people, too. But he said, hey, look, you're not going in. Mm-mm. Beware of your own hearts, dear brothers, lest you find that they too are evil and unbelieving and leading you. Look at this. Leading you away from the living God. It's not, well, you sashed your mama and you things that we do wrong. Don't get drawn away from the Lord. He says, speak to one another about these things every day while there's still time, so that none of you will become hardened against God, being blinded by the glamour of sin. For if we're faithful to the end, see what that is? Well, I ain't going to be faithful. I'm going to look over at the horoscope and start being a little more like the rest of the world. I wanna be open, might be something else out there. Grandma was probably just an old fuddy-duddy and she thinks Jesus is the only way. Hold on a minute, Jesus is the only way. And the truth of the life. If we're faithful to the end, trusting God just as we did when we first became Christians, then we'll share in all that belongs to Christ. But now's the time, never forget the warning Today, if you hear God's voice, don't harden your hearts against him as the people of Israel did when they rebelled against him in the desert. Remember, they said, I want to go back to Egypt. I just want to go back. I want to go back to slavery. Oh, please. And those who, uh, and those were the, yeah, and who were those people I speak of uh, who heard God's voice? This is Hebrews chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, Speaking to them, but then rebelled against it. They were the ones that came out of Egypt with Moses, their leader. Man, they got their neck stuck out there because I heard, you know, you even got Jewish scholars saying that never happened. Well, guess what? Don't believe those Jewish scholars. Yeah, but he's a rabbi. Just because somebody's a Jew, just because somebody says they're a Christian does not mean they're a Christian. If if anything's pointing you away from the word of God, just let it go. All right, here we go. Uh, So, Yeah, for they were the ones that came out of Egypt with Moses, their leader. And who was it that he that made God angry for all those forty years? The same people who sinned, and as a result, died in the wilderness. And to whom was God speaking when He swore an oath that they'll never get into the land He promised them? He was speaking to those who disobeyed Him. And why couldn't they go in? They didn't trust Him. Remember, they said, "Oh, there's giants over there. I'm going back to Egypt." Oh, you're going back to slavery. Oh, you're going back to Pharaoh, who's going to have you executed as soon as you get there. See how stupid that is? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I know the fruit. Remember, they had all that fruit? The fruit was dragging the ground, it was huge. But you said, oh, but there's giants over there. Man, you see how we can get in trouble? I can too. I mean, like Janet, that story you're talking about. Suppose one of us wound up with no stomach. You know, well, I don't have a stomach. You know, I mean, I'm <laughs> making excuses. Well, I don't have an arm. I don't have a leg. I, I don't have a college degree. Or I don't, don't go there. All right, get this last verse. I mean, this last one, we'll stop right here because this very powerful ending of the fourth chapter, which we're not even done. But anyway, although God's promise still stands, remember Naaman? I ain't going to jump in that stupid Jordan River. The promise was still there. And finally he goes, well, I may as well. (laughs) I mean, what do I got to lose? I got this cancerous skin problem. You know, and he did it, and it worked. (laughs) Yeah. So here we go. The promise still stands. His promise that all may enter into his place of rest. And I believe that's why those little things that we keep talking about, praise reports. I mean, I came in church last Sunday. And I don't know if you know it, but there's a wasp nest. It's those evil little wasps. Little ring-tailed things there. Little small nests. And... Yeah, and sort of. But anyway, But uh, I was fumbling with a key, and, and this thing, I was wearing a shirt like this, and that thing field was right here. And I, I went, oh, I didn't know what it was. And I just went, and it got away. And then I, when I was putting the coffee and stuff up, I thought, i bet you there's a wasp nest. And I went out there and looked, and I thought, woo, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then, that, that's that place of rest. Anyway, we look. hey, we need to tremble with fear because some of you may be on the urge of failing to get there after all. In other words, if we start drifting away, well, I've read the Bible. Oh, man, keep reading the Bible. Like Laura was telling me when uh, you know years ago when she was working, she said the Bible in her ears just listening. Because she could, it wasn't interrupting with what she was doing. But, man, it's health to your, I call it like suntan lotion. It's health to your body. It's doing that for you. Plus... You get to where you're, you're fixing to explode. And she was telling me she was singing some, you know, you think it's a goofy song. But it was, yeah, be coming around the mountain and all those people in there, they're getting it. They're, they're catching on. If, it, if they don't catch on to it then they'll remember it later. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody, every, in grade school they probably heard that song and, and she pulls it in. And I've actually heard uh, 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 a Christian guy record it, same, same song, you know. He'll be coming in clouds of glory when he comes. <laughs> and it's kind of good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And I've watched the Three Stooges sing it on, uh, on, uh, uh, on, uh, on the Three Stooges. And they'll go, he'll be coming around. She'll be coming around the mountain. When she come and curly go, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so you get, you get it. It'll help you get it. Anyway, for this wonderful news. Now, what's the wonderful news? The message that God wants to save us has been given to us. Uh, Just as it was to those who lived in the time of Moses. See, wow. We have reached back into that story and we know. But it didn't do them any good because they didn't believe it. They didn't mix faith with it. For only we who believe God can enter into his place of rest. He has said, I've sworn with an oath. Yeah. See, what's interesting, he said this again in the book of Psalms. And the book of Psalms is way later than Moses. It's like 1,500 years. It was in the time of David. Well, 1,000 years he said, I've sworn in my anger that those who don't believe me will never get in. Remember, that's the comment of, he wants us to just die out here. Oh, man, if I was God, I'd have been mad too. Because just a year and a half before, they saw all those plagues wipe out Israel, I mean, wipe out Egypt. They saw the water walled up, and they got through and they turned around and watched Pharaoh's army destroy. And they get there, and they go, we can't go in there. Oh, man. So, yeah. Whoa. That's the reason it's so important. Like I say, I was, I was glad to remind myself. It's like when a kid, as a teenager, may not have been doing too good to his mom and dad, but all of a sudden he realizes, Hey, mom, dad, I know I've been a jerk, but I just want to let you know I am thankful for what you do. I, I, sometimes I get a mouth, I'm sorry. That's what he wants. That's what a parent wants. They're like, hey, I've been there. I, I acted just like you. You did that? Yeah. Let's just try to make the best of it the rest of the way. And man, you guys are close. It's like you and your son. I mean, you've had some heart-to-heart talks with both of your sons, you know. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, I've sworn in my anger, those who don't believe will never get in. (laughs) Yeah, right. I get it. Even though he has been ready and waiting for them since the world began. We know he's ready and waiting because it's written that God rested on the seventh day of creation, having finished all that he had planned to make. Wow. Even so, they didn't get in. For God finally said, they'll never enter into my rest. Remember, he's talking to us today. Okay, if we don't cast our burdens on the Lord either, forget it. You're not going to get that rest. Yet the promise remains. Some get in, but others who had the first chance, chance—no, but not those who had the first chance, they disobeyed God and failed to enter. But he said, look at it. Here's that, here's like, whoa. Yeah, this is exactly what I was saying. He said another time. This is David. Long years after that incident. What's David quoting something for? Here's what he says. He announced through, well, let's back up. He said another time for coming in, and that time is now. He announced this through King David long years after man's first failure to enter, saying in the words already quoted, today if you hear him, don't harden your hearts against him. The new place of rest he's talking about does not mean the land of Israel that Joshua led them into. Thank God, because I ain't had time to go TDY over there yet. You now nah, this is our holy land here. Our promised land. If that were what God meant, he would not have spoken afterwards about today being the time to get in. So there's a full and complete, look at that, a full and complete rest still waiting for the people of God. Christ has already entered there. He's resting from his work, just as God did after creation. Remember Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, learn of me. My burden is what? Light. It's light. You'll find what? Rest for your souls. Jesus don't know what I'm going through, man. I mean, that, that's terrible down here. I, I can't wait to get to heaven. I'm going to talk to him about this. It'll be a short discussion. Right, here we go. Let us do our best to go into that place of rest too, being careful not to disobey God as the children of Israel did, thus failing to get in. Now, remember what they did. They turned their back. It wasn't like, well, I, I, I told a little lie. No, they. What? I'm leaving Moses. I'm going back to Egypt. That's what he's referring to. For whatever God says, here's that word of God is quick, powerful. Okay. For whatever God says to us is full of living power. It's sharper than the sharpest dagger, cutting swift and deep into our innermost thoughts and desires with all their parts, exposing us for what we really are. He knows about everyone everywhere. Everything about us is bare and wide and open to the all-seeing eyes of our living God. Nothing can be hidden from him To whom we must explain all that we've done. So God knows everything. But Jesus. Notice this is the end. He will stop. Jesus. The son of God. Is our great high priest. Who's gone to heaven itself. Look at that. To help us. Therefore. Never stop trusting him. This high priest of ours. Understands our weaknesses. Since he had the same temptations. Though he never gave once. And never gave way to them in sin. In other words, he didn't give way. Okay. So let us come boldly. Oh man, look! Look at. Can you believe this? That's where the rubber hits the road. Okay. Let's come boldly. Really, Richard? Do you think we can have? Bu- yes, we need it. He did it. So let's brag about it. Jesus, I'm here today because of you. Okay, great. To the very throne of God, and look at this, and stay there. To receive his mercy and find that grace or find grace to help us in our times of need. Now, you can see where it fouls up. I don't pray anymore. Oh, I heard a girl. She was in in my youth group a long time ago. Oh, my gosh. She just flat out told me. And I think she was a little happy about it, too. Oh, I don't do that anymore, Richard. I don't do that. That was Bill and and Barbara Alcorn's daughter. But if Bill was here, he'd say, oh, that's Kara. (laughs) <laughs> you know, but you just don't say that, you know. I know where she's coming from, but she don't have a chance. Her mother's with Jesus in heaven, and Kara will be all right, you know. And Kara, if you listen to this, you need to straighten up. <laughs> but anyway, look at this. Let us come boldly to the very throne of God. Stay there and receive his mercy and find grace to help us in our times of need. Man, okay, I'm with you. That's, that, that's it right there. All right, we're, we're going to stop, but I want to show you, see how it just keeps going. So he says, the Jewish high priest is merely a man. Now he's going to talk about your high priest for the next two chapters and then talk about that structure that Moses built and then how it equates to where Jesus is right now. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you. We're going to stay with you. We're not running anywhere. We're going to be right with you. You're our high priest. So, Father, if we're not feeling good today, you'll take care of that. Praise the Lord. You're our high priest. Help us out with our bodies. Same thing's true financially. You'll take care of all the money problems. Thank you, Jesus. And if it's some other problem, oh my gosh, whatever could be out there that's trying to bother us and mess up things in our life, you'll fix that. Praise the Lord. We acknowledge you as our help. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go tell others what you've been doing for us as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, amen. Hey, we went.